welcome you to the Awakening Moments podcast today. I'm here with Rhonda and we're actually podcasting at a different time of the day. So I wonder what's going to come out today, Rhonda. I know we're pretty awake. <laughs> I just had a couple more coffee, so I am ready to go. Yoo-hoo. So um, I thought what could be an interesting subject to talk about, something we've been actually sort of pondering and talking about in our own personal lives and wrestling through, but is this whole idea of contested spaces like contending for things in the spirit what it is like to live in what feels like contested spaces you know that god has something for you you know that there's promises but there seems to be struggle really is what it is a struggle to move through a struggle to get there a struggle to see it um what are your thoughts Rhonda? maybe you could help us out by just describing like what does contested spaces mean to you and how is this kind of showing up in your life right now? It's a really interesting conversation because I think even going into this season of our podcasting, we've been talking a lot about all the chaos, but then you have peace, like streams. But what God has promised you, often the opposite is what the enemy does. Right. And that contested space is like moving through the tensions of the two. So for example, you could be experiencing all of a sudden so much chaos happening But in the midst of it, you're seeing the miraculous of God and trusting God that this is what God has for you. So what, like we've said in the past, because it's hard, there's a provision there, exactly, of peace, of provision, of whatever it may be, of just direction, discernment. But you may be experiencing a lot of chaos. Perhaps there's a health crisis and the contested space is what we experience on the natural and what we're believing God for. And it doesn't necessarily mean the contested space victory when we get to the other side is that the outcome is what we envisioned. It's trusting God that his word and the goodness of God is going to prevail. And I think that's something I've recognized. In contested space, it's not necessarily outcome driven. It's actually God reliant driven Mm. versus self reliant or what we see Mm -hmm. with our eyes Mm -hmm. versus what we see with our spirit. Mm -hmm. So what we've talked about in the past where an example would be. I know I've been talking a lot about the house situation, believing for this, never seeming to. And all of a sudden there's a breakthrough and feeling there was always a lot of just barriers to get to this place where a dream of ours and it was just for 25 years barrier barrier we get into it but I'm not yet on the other side but the other side doesn't mean that it's going to be easy or it's going to be exactly what I envisioned it's actually about being reliant on God the contested space is always bringing us where he's the focus he's the space that we put our true trust and our reliance in versus in what we see so today you may be saying going into this year maybe you had a word it was going to be joy but boy it's been trial after trial coming already into 2024 and you think how on earth is gonna be joy well the contested space is not that it's going to all be resolved the contested space is where it's my spirit going to rest at the end of the day who am I putting my faith in? Who am I putting my trust into? It is in my situation, me getting control or that being resolved or in the midst of it, am I in for the road trip to trust that the ultimate driver of my life is God? And I can just lean back and say, God, this may not be a terrain I'm used to, but you're driving and I'm not just going to try to get to the other side to be what I want it to be. I'm actually going to learn something in it and allow you to teach me intimacy through it. So I think that's a contested space is where we actually find ourselves in surrender and in just letting go. I think that is actually the most victorious contested space, not outcome driven. I don't know how you feel about that. No, it's so true. That's such a good description, I think. 
And there's so many tensions. I feel like, you know, even as you're talking and describing it, there's so many tensions in it. Like I think about when you're praying for something or believing for something, you know, and so often we are praying for things or believing for things and we bring such humanness into our mm. prayers, right? Like I need a new car. I need, I want my kids to choose this for their future. I want da da da. Like we have these very specific desires and things that, that we want to see happen in our lives that we're praying for people. I need to see healing for a loved one. I need, I want restoration in my marriage or reconciliation. And I feel like at the same time as for myself, I'm praying all of these different prayers. I'm hearing other people believe in God for all of these different things, these miracles, these breakthroughs. And then at the exact same time, you see, like you said, the exact opposite happening. A challenge come in that very area of what they're believing for or believing for a marriage reconciliation. And only one of the two people want that. Hmm. One person doesn't and one person wants it. What do you do? How do you move forward if you're the one who wants to restore? You know, these kinds of things. And I've actually, I was talking to a friend recently who was going through some trials after trials and just saying, why is God doing this to me? So right in the mix of it all, you're praying these prayers. Life is happening. It doesn't look like what you want or what you thought. And then on top of it, there's this sense of, why is God doing this to me? You know, why is this happening to me? And so right in that space of contested space, I like this conversation and I like this idea because I think it takes all of those elements and all of those tensions that we navigate in real time in our life. And it helps us to understand where each part fits. Number one, God is not doing bad things yes, to us. Yes. Yes. <laughs> so the bad things, the hard things, like God's not doing those to us the way that we would imagine like a a difficult relationship in our life doing things to us that hurt us or harm us or hold us back or you know cuz that's how we always bring God down to our level, mm -hmm. our human level, and it doesn't work like that. Although God does allow hard things to happen in our life and to come in our life because God's view and, and meaning of good is not the same as our meaning of good. When God is working all things together for our good, it looks very, the de his definition of good is different than our definition of good. So I think first of all, we have to be really careful not to bring God down to our sort of human level of like how we relate to someone else and how we feel like, you know what? What you're doing is hurting me. What you're doing is harming me. It doesn't work that same way with God. Mm. <laughs> God doesn't hurt us and he doesn't harm us. Like it's not, it's our relationship with God is not on that same level. And so that requires, first of all, like you said, knowing who God is and being able to trust in his nature and his character, trusting that he is good. And what that actually means is that he is only good. Mm. He can't be anything but good mm. towards us. So if we find ourselves in a situation where what's happening in front of us is not what we thought, it's not the answer to our prayer, what we can probably determine is that we're living in some sort of contested space, some sort of space between the other side of the promise 
and the, you know, the fulfillment of it somewhere in between the desire and the fulfillment somewhere in that middle space. And often it's in that space that we do experience the hardest part of the journey. It's hard to wait. It's hard to have the circumstance look exactly opposite on what we hoped, like not at all what we hoped, or even our lives to take a complete left turn that we did not anticipate or see coming. And so it's interesting to talk to people right now because so many people I feel like are navigating like chaotic situations, real devastation, real difficulties, extreme trials. Like you feel the tension of walking through all of these really, really, really hard things. And it is easy to say, God, where are you in this? Mm. But again, we have to remember and we have to stand and we have to anchor into the truth of who God is, that he promised that he'd be with us always, no matter what, and that he is good and he is only good and he's faithful and he's always faithful. And that will never change no matter what we actually are in the middle of right now. Oh, it's so good. I love how you even brought that blur. That was beautifully unpacked. I love how we talked about even what we view God as good, like that whole bringing him down to our level. And I have found like even in this past season, I've recognized how easily I define victory based on an image or an outcome that I have determined. Yes. Right. So it's kind of like it, when I have victory, yes. this is what it's going to be. Yes. Or God is only good when good is happening in my life. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yes. So it's interesting when you actually sit down because I was meeting with someone on Sunday, we were just talking about they were having just infertility and it's just been difficult barrier after barrier. It's not working. And I, they were talking about, you know, the testimonies and people sharing and how that can be really difficult because people talk about the journey, but then they have the baby versus versus talking about the journey, but no baby. What does that look like? And I was like, oh, that's a really good way of saying it. And I said, have you ever thought about what does the victory of this season look like without a baby? And they looked at me and said, I've never thought about that. I'm actually scared to think about that. And I, I thought, wow, I've never even asked myself the question. Like oftentimes the, the victory is, and I'm not saying we don't bring our requests to God. God tells us to do that. And God loves the specifics. So we can cast all our care upon him. God loves, you know, he loves to know, be anxious for nothing, but in everything with Thanksgiving, present your requests. God invites us to approach boldly his throne of grace, to receive mercy, to also come and to boldly present our requests with Thanksgiving, that we know that he answers all things. But my victory, the answer and the victory is not always the, the place that I would think it would go. Yeah. So is there, I, I thought that was just a really interesting question. I just asked her, but I thought, wow, I, I haven't really asked myself that. You're pondering that, pondering that, thinking about yeah, that. Yeah. What does That's a great question. Like? Wow. So yeah. wise. You're so wise. You're wiser than you thought. <laughs> so wise. <laughs> so wise. You, you know, when you're like, you're counseling someone or you're with someone or, or in a pastoral meeting and you say something, you're like, wow, that was really good. That was really wise. You're like, wow, I think like, God, wow, you're telling me to ask from? myself yeah, that. Totally. <laughs> you surprised I'm not, yourself. Yeah, I'm like, woo. Actually, that was God speaking through me to me. Right again. It's a boomerang. Yeah, yeah. Actually, we're going to call it the boomerang. The boomerang. That was the boomerang. Yeah, the boomerang. It's so true. You it's throw so it true. out and it comes right back and yeah, hits you. But that's but really good. Really, it was like, that's really what mm -hmm. I have learned in this season, that the victory is not at all going to be sometimes the outcome I think. It could be, but most of the time it's not. But does God work it to something even greater? Yes. And does it mean greater that I will always see? No. 
Okay, so say that question again. Say that question again, just for for people who are listening. Okay, just I'm gonna try to, for, to go back in my brain, but for, to to ponder. So yeah. if you're going through something, you're believing for something, you're, and maybe even really like maybe even really devastating. Like you're just mm-hmm. you're walking through a very mm-hmm. difficult journey. You're not on the other side. Like what mm-hmm. what's the heart of that question that you asked? Yeah, so I think it's writing down what is the victory that I would have in mind. But what is the victory that it could be that it would not be that outcome without the outcome? outcome. What does victory look like without the outcome that I have in mind? Without the outcome and the answer to my prayer. Yeah. Could there be, is there another side of victory? Is that the only victory? So if I, if someone, for example, if someone dies of cancer, does that mean they weren't victorious? Does that mean they, I don't even like the word lost the battle. No, they never lost the battle. They weren't not victorious. What does that other side of victory mean? What does that mean? Mm. What was the, what happened? What did God do? What was the victorious moments or what got God accomplished that perhaps that journey brought it to on this side of heaven? Uh, there's so many mysteries in it. There's so many complexities in it, but just even having that conversation on Sunday, I thought, wow, that's a really good question because I, I'm experiencing a very low level of that different victories that have nothing to do with the outcome I thought it would be. But is the road trip worth it? I, I think this is developing something in me that I needed desperately. But this road trip is not what I anticipated. And had I got to my destination. So once again, victory is almost like a destination. But is that actually the victory? And is that actually the whole point? Is just to get to the destination. If we see our life more like a road trip, more like these contested spaces of road trips and detours and rest stops and sometimes broken tires on the side of the road, uh, you know, pick what, what, what does that look like? Would that give us a better way of living life versus always thinking more destination stops? And I think that's what I'm kind of getting at that if, you know, I want a baby or if I want to get married or if I want this to just end or I want to be reconciled to my spouse, then those are destination spots, right? But what does the road trip look like? And is God more vested perhaps in the road trip and being surprised with some of those destinations? Absolutely bring it to him. But with the road trip and just watching what God does in the midst be more powerful and more impactful, if we can have eyes to see the miraculous and the victory on the day-to-day road trip piece, I, I think we might be, I think we might mature and have a much more beautiful, grateful outlook of life than the destination outlook, which I think is very disappointing and very hard. And I'm not taking away. I think it's both and, but I think the road trip, sometimes we can elevate that. If a destination is not looking like it's going to work out, how can you elevate the road trip? What can you see in what you're experiencing right now in your journey? Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. You know what? That is really hard to do. Really hard. Like that is really hard to do. I want to like just acknowledge that. Like I just had this flash picture in my mind of my trip to Switzerland. Okay. So like thinking of a destination, thinking of like making all the plans, getting on a train, heading across two countries, you know, getting in getting into the car, driving to the destination, the view, the mountain, the Swiss Alps with the water and all the picture. And like, this is the final, this is, and when you get there, like, it's unreal. You, it's a, you, it's like, it's like nothing you ever imagined. And I think all of us have been through things in our lives where We've believed for something and prayed for something and seen it happen and yeah. feel, n- know the elation of that. 
we've seen a healing come. We've seen, you know, a, yeah, the birth of a child, a miracle happen, a breakthrough. We've been freed from a bondage that we had for years and years and years. Like we've all seen, and it is like that destination place when you, your prayers are answered and you get to the end of the road. It is unbelievable. It's amazing. And I feel like we hold that feeling that picture as being the only way that God can move. Like we attach almost when we experience those things to everything in our life. And so that if other things don't turn out that way, which lots of other things don't, I mean, I think more things probably don't happen the way we pray than do happen the way we pray. Although we probably all have some, we probably all have the stories that we retell again and again and again of where like God showed up in such a miraculous and a supernatural and a powerful way. The other side of that is the unexpected ones, the ones that you didn't even pray for. Mm -hmm. And all of a sudden you've experienced something that you never even imagined. You didn't even pray for, you didn't even know existed. And you get to experience some sort of miracle or breakthrough or freedom or salvation or, right? We've all experienced those too. But the journey of, like you're talking about, the road trip, just the road trip with mm. the flat tires, the turn, you know, the wrong, <laughs> taking the wrong route, getting rerouted again, getting rerouted again, getting rerouted again. Like this is more the everyday, what it feels like to live every day. And I think genuinely like that is what it means to live in the contested space in the walking out and i and i do agree with you that i think the joy of the journey is the revelation that we god's presence is with us mm. like the joy of the journey is the provision is available on the journey like and I think not just almost held everything to, held up to the destination to the very end to yeah, the very yeah, end result yeah, right yeah. like if we never would have made it to Switzerland like if we never would have made it number one we plan to go there but if we never would have made it I wouldn't have known I wouldn't have known what I was missing other than seeing other people's pictures <laughs> but I wouldn't have known right I wouldn't have experienced it I wouldn't have really known but second there were incredible joys and provisions and other blessings all the way along the way. Now, again, my, my story, I was just picturing because you said destination, that, that picture came to my mind, but there is incredible beauty on the journey. And I, that's why I love the frame of that question so much. And I feel like it's the awakening moment for this conversation is that no matter where you find yourself today, like, I wonder if you just paused for a few minutes and just ask yourself, like, what could victory look like if I never get this prayer answered, if I never get to the destination? Like, just ponder it. Just see if God actually wants to reveal something to you enlighten something to you open your eyes to see something that maybe you didn't see at all on the way and the beauty of that the beauty of this um, processing this journey of going to this space is that the gift and the miracle may be closer than you think mm. the gift and the miracle may not only be attached to the destination the gift and the miracle may be right there for you to behold right now 
right in the midst, in the walking out. But we're blind if the outcome is only the way that we think that it should look. And I mean, I know you're literally living this. You're living this every day in your house. Like you're, li- you're walking this out in like a real time physical example of like the beauty is a picture you had, but you're walking out incredible beauty and miracles in a crazy chaotic mess. So chaotic. So right? messy. Yeah. And not clean unexpected like a literal physical mess yep and you're yep. like oh yeah okay yeah but it is a good question eh? and i love yeah. that you said that too to identify like it's really hard yeah. it's really hard to see it and i don't i i think that's where we need the holy spirit to really help us to center in on that to have a beautiful time like even in our in our disciplines to be able to say, okay, is it a gratitude journal? Mm-hmm. Is it something that I record? What yeah. does that look like for you? Because there's a letting go. There's, there's a, a bit of go. a letting go of yeah. the what if this never. Yeah. And you got to go there. And you have to go there like yeah. because yeah. it's not attached to that. And God's not only good if you get it. God's not, it's not that. There's actually yeah. something on the way yeah. too. Yeah. And you, you may get there. You may absolutely get there. You may get the answered prayer and you may get the miracle, but man, there could be so many gifts along the way too. So many gifts. And I think this is a beautiful conversation because we talk a lot about the answered prayer, a lot about declaration, and we believe that. And I love when God does the unexpected or answers a prayer because man, it builds our faith. And we hear someone else. Sometimes I'm like, oh, I'm going through this, but I'm going to hold on to your story. And I'm going to hold on. That's why we have the Bible. Look at the Bible. This is, you have the beginning of perfection in Eden. The closing is perfection in eternal heaven in the new jerusalem everything else a contested space <laughs> everything else, the mess big old the mess. mess you got two chapters at the beginning <laughs> and what how many verses at the end perfection starts <laughs> and perfection ends and the rest is just oh, big broken mess yeah. but this is exactly and that's our, life. And that's that's our life. life so god gives us that to say hold hold fast but it is it is a place that i think we don't we don't often talk about because it's hard it's hard to say you know, that may not work for you. Is, are you still going to trust God? Both are faith. And I love, that's why I love Hebrews. Hebrews 11, I talk about that. Mm, the beginning of that chapter mm-hmm. is exactly that, where all these answered prayers happened. Mm-hmm. Second part of the chapter is where people are slaughtered, murdered, killed. Mar- like martyrdom is like, and God's saying the world wasn't even worthy. They both had faith. So I think these are that we have contested space and faith is both and. It's believing that God can. It's believing that God will. Like, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, even if God doesn't, we know. Like, we're going through the fire. But he did. He, but many weren't. Did they both have faith to believe? Absolutely. And I think this is what we're trying to say is God wants to hear, and we want to have faith to believe that nothing's impossible for God. Present every request that you have. But in the road trip along, the destination, we don't have control of the outcome. But does that mean, I love you said, God's not good? No, God is good by character but there's so much along the way. And do we have the discipline? I think it's that middle part. Do we have the ability to pause and remember the goodness of God and to recognize the goodness of God in the hard? That just because it's hard doesn't mean it's not God. Just because the outcome doesn't happen doesn't mean that God's not good. It just means this is what life looks like and this is a road trip you're on. But can you seize every single part of the goodness of God in it? Yes. And can you still cry and struggle? Yes, it's both and. It's both and. It's but that my heart will choose to say, 
God, you're good. It is well with my soul. Does it mean it doesn't feel well? Absolutely can feel like that. But can we choose to say it is well because God's on the throne? Yeah, but it's still hard. It's still lots of tears. You can might you might be mourning in hardship. Yes, be honest, be truthful. But at the end of the day, there is a higher place to place that. And I think that's what we're trying to say. Like it's both and, but that is that contentious space, those tensions of what we're experiencing and what we can walk in but we can still, we're in the middle of it all and we bounce back and forth. But that's the truth of it. And it's hard. Yeah, It's hard. But this is life. This is part of life. And I think I love when God gives us those glimpses of the mountains because when we're in the really tough parts, we can look back and say, okay, I remember. I remember, God, you did this. I remember you did that. And so my heart is encouraged. And we can encourage one another with our stories, encourage one another with our own journeys of what we've been through. But it doesn't mean that God isn't good. It doesn't mean that there's not so much that God's doing in the midst of it. And sometimes when I, well, often I look back, I think, had I gotten that thing? And I'm not saying about everything. There's certain things you look back and think, man, that would have been awesome. But for whatever reason, God said no. Or for reason, I was in a wait. Or I could still be in a wait. I don't know. But God will always work together good because that's who he is. God will always be faithful, not because of what he does. It's because of who he is. And so I think this is what we're talking about today, contested spaces. I love it. I love it. So we encourage you just to take a few minutes um, and just do maybe have a little time with your journal. Have a little journaling practice where you write out one or two or three of the things that you are believing God for this year. The things you're believing God for, that you're holding fast to, that you're holding on to the promises of God, trusting that God is going to work out something. And then sit for a minute and just ponder and, and take time on each one. But to ponder, where could God be at work? What could victory look like even if yeah. you don't get what you're praying for? Even if the prayer is not answered, what could victory look like? Because I believe the Holy Spirit's going to speak to you yeah. personally, yeah. right in the midst of your story and your situation and whatever it is you're facing. I believe that God's going to speak to you. And I believe he's going to reveal something really, really special, but also something really anchoring for your situation to help you hold on, to help you know more about who he is, to help you trust him, to help you walk with him and to remind you that he sees you and he's with you. And you're not alone in this. You're not alone in this and you can trust him. You can trust him. So we just encourage you take time to do that. And we hope that it is helpful for you. No matter what you're facing right now, know that you're not alone. We love you. We're in it too. Yep. <laughs> and we'll yeah. see you soon.